Spiritual battle is something that we all experience to some degree if we live the Christian life. Um, and this weekend, it's always the, the reading from one of the synoptic gospels on Jesus going out into the desert and battling with, with the devil. We get the short version today. It's the, the shortest one. So it's not a lot of details, but we recognize he went there. This is right before he starts his public ministry. He goes, goes and starts preaching. And so it's a good reminder to us that if we're going to be living as disciples of the Lord, if we're going to be living as examples of Christ in the world, we are going to experience the same kind of battle that he went through. And it's not just something that happens once, but it's ongoing. There's this ongoing attack that's going to be something that happens. And the more we follow Christ, the more the evil one is going to try to uh, get in there and cause problems. So he's got a bag of tricks, right? One of his tricks is to offer us what um, we might go for. He tries to say, eh, maybe they'll go for this. Maybe this is tempting enough for this person. You know, it's, it's going to be equate, it's going to equate to what our, our, uh, our life is. So for Jesus, because he knows Jesus is pretty strong, he offers him the whole world. You know, bow down to me. If we read uh, the, the other Gospels, we, we get a fuller account. So there's a way in which we recognize um, what is it that you, what the devil is going to show us or offer us. It's going to be something that he thinks will be attractive to us. And he promises us happy, happiness through those things. Even though we recognize, if we, if we look at how this plays out in people's lives, whatever he offers, it doesn't offer happiness, right? That's one thing he cannot offer. And... He also attacks us when we're weak. So Jesus is in the desert. He's fasting for 40 days. Uh, I can only imagine he must have been pretty hungry. Uh, and this is when the evil one comes. He doesn't come when we're doing great. He doesn't come when we're, doing, when we're feeling strong spiritually. He comes when we're weak, when we're tempted, when we're in a place where we're vulnerable. That's when the evil one comes. And he's subtle, right? He's very subtle. It's his uh, attempts are always to, you know, Hey, show off your abilities. Show how, um, how powerful you are. Be self-indulgent. You've worked hard. You know, do something that's self-indulgent. Exercise that power and authority that you have. Use it for, for your good. Um, be independent. You know, all of these things are a subtle draw to pride, right? Satan offers us whatever will pull us away from God, whatever is going to get us off track, even if it um, in some sense might seem like a good thing. Sometimes he uses even good things to try to draw us away from our path. And once we've fallen into those traps, then what happens? Then he's basically saying, you're the worst. You can't come back from this. You, you shouldn't even go back to God. So this is the pattern we see that plays out again and again. So I'd like to talk about three different ways which God gives us to combat these temptations or these spiritual attacks. The first one is really just knowledge. Knowledge of our faith. Learning about uh, the scriptures, reading the scriptures, the lives of the saints, uh, the truths of the faith. Knowing these things, understanding them, having a practical awareness of them is very helpful. So studying the basic foundations of what we know about God, what he's revealed to us. Forming our conscience as well. Recognizing and learning the tactics that the evil one applies to us. I don't know if you're a chess player, but when I was a kid, I loved playing chess. Play chess all the time with my dad. Probably drove him crazy. Hey, dad, can you play chess? Every night when you get home from work. So, uh, but 
to be a good chess player, you've got to learn just a couple basic things. Um, you've got to learn, learn how the pieces work. But there's a couple strategies that are very important. One is you've got to control the center of the board. If you, if you learn that tactic and then you practice that tactic, you're going to do a lot better. Even if you're not a great player, you'll do better if you follow that thing. So there's simple things when it comes to the spiritual life. You know, don't put yourself in that occasion of sin that you know is not going to be good for you, that you know is going to lead to problems. That's simple tactics, um, knowing those things. Knowledge is helpful. Uh, the tricky part of then is applying the knowledge, right? So that's one weapon, just learning. Second is humility. <laughs> this one's harder. Uh, Christ suffered temptations. He didn't uh, avoid trials, but he suffered them for us. And he prevailed by obedience to the will of the Father. Obedience, uh, self-denial, acceptance of things that are not under my control. These are ways which we can grow in humility. And man, is it hard sometimes, isn't it? Not easy to uh, be humble in front of different circumstances. Every experience of humiliation, though, is, in a sense, a, a, an opportunity for us to grow less attached to my pride, less attached to worldly things. Here's a small, simple example. Not even really that interesting or, or that important, but I think it gets the point across. You may remember, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but a, a few years ago I had a deer on the way here. I had to get a new car because of it. And I was looking at all these cool cars, right? Ooh, this one's awesome. Has four-wheel drive. This is a little SUV. Ooh, good gas mileage. Nice colors. Good stuff. Oh, but what does the budget say? None of those things. The budget says a dented Toyota. That's what I ended up getting. And, you know, it drives great. Runs good. But I had to get over this hump of like, I'm a priest. I should, I should uh, represent, I represent the church. I should have a certain vision of how I, how I present myself. Is a dented Toyota going to be a problem with that? And it took me a little while to work, work over that and say, no, I think, I think it's actually, this is okay for me. So, um, you know, simple, small things, letting go of those things, have, having to let go. And sometimes we, the circumstances of our lives help us to do that, right? So my budget helped me to swallow my pride. And then we can find some freedom there from this image that we think of ourselves or need of ourselves or want to present to the world. So finding some ways of being humble Allowing the Lord to humble us, these are very powerful tools when it comes to not letting the evil one uh, use our pride for his ends. A third tool that's super helpful, uh, but also I would say probably the most challenging, is suffering. It's a bit unwieldy, right? Uh, I would say suffering either turns us really sour and angry and upset at the world, or, if we are able to cooperate with God's grace, it's a very, uh, very spiritual force against the evil one. Suffering is very challenging. But if we give it to God, it can help us detach from many things in this life. Giving up control, right? That in some sense, suffering is a way for God to strip us of control. And sometimes it's like, wow, I didn't know I had so much need for control. So financial security. Um, Fame, joy, these are things we try to control and when they're taken from us or when we, we suffer in some ways, um, even if it's not a, a physical suffering, there can be a suffering of like, gosh, this is really agonizing. I don't, I don't have financial stability. I don't find that I'm honored or, or uh, received or, or loved the way I'd like to be. 
or I'm not finding joy and so I'm drawn to all these, you know, self-indulgent behaviors that try to find joy in these, in these small ways. So these are all ways in which we can sometimes experience suffering in our lives. There are more or less subtle ways in which the, the evil one tries to get us to grasp for control or grasp to get out of the suffering. And if we, can, if we uh, reach for those things, it, it doesn't fix the problem, but it might push it aside for a while. And that's where we see many people in our culture struggling with suffering is um, they're just looking for a way to get out of that suffering just for a little bit, and often it gets them into big trouble. Um, my former pastor, uh, he's, well, Bishop Peter, he's 62 years old. He just uh, died this weekend. He um, was named bishop out in South Dakota. He had cancer for a couple of years. He was battling it. And you could say this is the time in his life. He's only 62. He should be, he should be doing great things as a priest. He should be doing wonderful things. He's given his life for, for the Lord. Um, he's got many opportunities if he had been staying healthy, but he got sicker and sicker. And then uh, just last, last week, they said he was going to go on hospice and he died this weekend. So, you know, suffering, that's where the Lord called him. Uh, he called him to, to suffer for his people, not to be successful for his people, not to do great things for his people, but to suffer. And sometimes that's our call. And um, there's that line from our second reading, suffering, the suffering of the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous. Sometimes it can feel so unfair. Why, why do we suffer? Why do the faithful suffer? Well, it's a mystery, right? It's a mystery of that God allows that for our good and for the good of his people. But sometimes that's our call is to suffer. So to put to death the flesh, right? This is a hard thing. Uh, it leads to life in the spirit, though. If we use these three weapons that God puts in our hands, if we use them well and we don't waste them, I think the first one, you know, the, the, the knowledge, we can choose that. We kind of have to choose that one. I think that's the first one to really use. Second one, it's like a, something we accept, not probably something that we, um, you know, we, we do. We kind of learn it and, okay, I've got to learn how to be humble. Third one is probably something that none of us should seek out or really want to seek out, but it's there. Suffering is, is something that God allows us to experience. So all of these are ways in which we can receive freedom from the uh, spiritual attacks or from his dominance in our lives. So let's ask God to help us, like Christ, to be obedient uh, and obedient in the sufferings, in the humiliations, and seeking knowledge in our lives so that we can find freedom from the evil one.